You're listening to Journal with Jenny. This podcast will give you ideas to apply writing and journaling strategies that will help you focus on what matters most to you while exploring some of life's big questions. This is your host, Jennifer Traster, a mom, wife, teacher, learner, and expert in using journaling and writing that will empower you to write your best life story and live it. Hello, I'm so happy to welcome our guest, Marika Paez-Wiesen. She's a writer, coach, and educator living in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome, Marika. I'm excited to have you here and hear about how you use journaling for yourself and with some of your teachers that you work with. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I grew up here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I actually met my husband in middle school. Uh, We were friends, not dating since then. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) But we've been friends for a long time. And I went to college in Oregon. And then I moved all the way across the country, sight unseen to New York City. Oh, wow. uh, Teach uh, through Teach for America, a program that recruits undergraduates to become teachers in underserved schools. Cool. I was teaching there and I got, you know, I fell deeply in love with education and with kids and with the craft of teaching. And so I was, uh, became a staff developer actually working with teachers um, to improve their literacy practices, actually their reading and writing practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I was doing that. And then uh, my husband, during that time somewhere, we got married uh, in New York, uh, kind of realized that we were meant for each other and uh, got married. We had our first kid and then our second child. And uh, that's when we sort of said, OK, we live a whole country away from our family. Yeah. Let's back. And um, so then we moved uh, back to San Francisco in 2014, so almost 10 years ago. Okay. Um, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's when I started my educational consulting business, supporting schools and teachers out here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you do and staff development in the San Francisco Bay Area as well? I do, okay. yeah, yeah. So I've been working with schools here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do that part-time, and then I work on my writing. Part-time. Yeah, yes. And you're working on a book too, aren't you? Yeah. So right now I'm working on a book. Um, I mean, the story of my book is when we moved back to San Francisco, uh, as can happen with a big change, I mm-hmm. felt disoriented, right? I didn't sure. know. I didn't have my people. I didn't have my purpose. I wasn't working in the school anymore. I had two tiny kids my daughter was six months old when we moved back and my mm-hmm. son wasn't even two okay. so it was uh or maybe just turned two and so uh I kind of felt unmoored um mm-hmm. I was starting my business and I started feeling well actually it wasn't really started but I realized I was feeling like a failure like every day I felt like 
I was failing and um, just sort of this pervasive sense of not getting it right, not doing it right. Um, and it sort of culminated right after we moved out of the city and we finally, you know, sort of bought our first and possibly forever home. And, uh, you know, this moment where I felt like I should feel fulfilled, happy. Right. I've got it all. I've got two healthy kids. I've got this house in the suburbs mm-hmm. with a huge backyard. I've got a happy marriage, right? And yet I've got a successful business. And yet I still was feeling what, what was missing, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of sat down and realized that it was up to me to figure out how to fix that, how to feel content, how to feel proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I basically started uh, experimenting and I didn't have a lot of time. I was super, super busy at the time, but I started experimenting in what I call the in-between times, right? So those okay. times of life that are, we sort of see as not important, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not sexy, right? So right. so I, start, I started experimenting. I didn't sort of go for like huge life goal. I went more towards yeah. these, these small moments of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started doing some experiments to see if I could shift from this sort of perfectionistic attitude that I had about how how I was failing and how I wasn't perfect and how things, you know, mm-hmm. could be into a feeling of just a little bit more delight, a little bit more wonder, a little bit more ease. Yes. Um, and gradually, actually, I was able to to shift into to how I feel about my days today, which is sort of ending my days for the most part. You know, I'm a human being, but for the most part, really feeling feeling proud and loving and ways that I want to feel. Mm -hmm. And so the book is really about my journey to, through these experiments, through the in-between times to find this, this lovely life that I, that I have now. Yeah. So we have a lot in common because I, I'm an educator at heart. I was a teacher for 22 years this is my second school year not teaching. And um, also our kids must be about the same ages because I had Barrett in 2011 and Josie in 2013. And I had a a daughter previously, Julia in 1999. So, um, but I remember that feeling in about 2014 of just feeling exhausted and like I was failing at everything as well because I was, you know, I had this big teaching load. Um, like I think I had seven preps at that time or six and was teaching a college class on top of that and having these little kids having one in like junior high. And it was just like, what, what's going to give? And it's interesting that you, you talk about just looking for the little things like of wonder or 
in those small moments and pockets throughout your day to just slow down and maybe give yourself some grace or that's why I love journaling because it's just that that me time where I can reflect and and uh, either write everything out or or look for what I'm grateful for and then it just brings it to mind but um I do yeah, I mean the funny thing about journaling things. right is when I sit down at a blank page the truth is going to get onto that page yes <laughs> and I've always been a bit of a writer right I've always sort of mm-hmm. had some kind of practice not consistently not every day but right. you know you'll see I have you know uh, you know, notebooks full of, of, of entries, but I have those years, those 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. 20, even getting, well, no, not 2016 where I hardly wrote at all. Yeah. And I hardly wrote at all because I didn't want to see the truth on that page. Right. I was scared to see the truth on that page. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, that can be maybe for some people a barrier to journaling, which is I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what's gonna what's gonna come out. Right. What I'm I was very um, lucky and blessed. I was chosen to go to, for this uh, program through the Sherwood Foundation in Nebraska, and I went on a writer's workshop in 2014. Uh, to France. And it was a two week trip. My youngest daughter was one. It had been a very tough year. She was born with one kidney. We had to have a lot of doctor appointments. Um, And it was, you know, with three kids, it was a big change. But I, I went on, I was able to go on this because I was um, granted the money to go. And all I did on that trip was write. I walked a ton. I ate really great food and want, drank good wine. But also, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was almost like I could feel the stress coming out of my hand. It was just like my body needed to like just get all of this out on the page. And then the walking in combination with it, it was just like, with every step, it was like that stress was burning off of me and that overwhelm and overburdened. And I just, when I came back, I just felt more peaceful. And I was, and it was one of those things where I wasn't writing consistently or anything or journaling. And, um, but then I went on that trip and it was like, okay, that fills my soul. So I need to find those little times where I can go for a walk or journal. And it was such a great, it was such a gift that I got to do that and be reminded of how to take care of myself. And it doesn't have to be like you said, it doesn't have to be this huge goal. It's like, it can just be like, take the dog for a walk around the block or something like real quick and just give yourself those little, little gifts of, um, of time to yourself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, even five minutes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm excited to read your book when it comes out. And 
um, I think it will be so helpful, especially for some of us who feel like we have to do it all. And, and like, if we're not going to the gym five times and that's not good enough and it's for an hour, you know, I, I like how you're looking for those moments of time that we maybe overlook or take for granted. So I'm excited. This will be a great book. Yeah. But tell me a little bit about how you even got started journaling. You said you've always, you know, had writing in your life. And yeah, um, I remember when I was maybe eight or nine and my father gave me a gift for my birthday. And I look back now and I'm even, even just in this moment, I'm thinking about, about this gift where he had gone and gotten a really, um, like a, one of those composition notebooks from, oh, yeah. you know, just from the, you know, the drugstore or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, a hardbound one. And then he had wrapped it. He wrapped the cover of it. So it looked like it was oh, decorated cool. and he wrapped it with this wrapping paper that he knew that I would love. It had teddy bears all over yeah. it, you know, and he gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you know, I know you love to write, like, you know, write your stories in here. Oh, that's and great. I thought this was like the most special yeah. gift in the world. Um, and I started with, I love to read. So I started with a lot of fiction. I started with a lot mm-hmm. of imaginary stories of, mm-hmm. my stories always had, you know, very dramatic heroes with having very dramatic problems, you know, right? Um, which I think was reflecting some, some things from my own, childhood in my own life yeah um you know and then I I sort of used used notebooks and journaling in my teen years and my 20 20s years to really kind of process mm-hmm. you know, a lot of heartache sorrow trauma you know to try to problem solve I, I thought I was trying to problem solve mm-hmm. right but a lot of it was just getting it out on the page yeah. Um, and just processing a lot of those feelings and emotions and situations that happen that we don't understand. I think that's so helpful to write it down and get the process yeah. those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then I did morning pages oh, in yeah. my 20s. I, I love I morning was, pages. I did those too. In no, my 20s. I was in a a really beautiful uh, writing group where we studied the artist's way mm. and um, we all were doing, went through it together. And for a long time, I had a practice of doing morning pages. When I lived in New York city, I would do them on the subway cool. on the way to my school. I would <laughs> be writing and it was really, really nourishing um, mm. to be able to, to do that. Um. And then, like I said, sort of for a while, I wasn't, I wasn't writing at all. Um, And then I sort of found my way back to writing and journaling a few years ago Uh uh, to where now I have a pretty regular practice that I do in the mornings, not every day, but many, Mm -hmm. many days. Right. And I've structured it. So it is a routine and I don't have to sit down and think what am I going to write today? And I'm almost always happy when I have done it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always sort of like, okay, 
I'm ready for my day when yes. I <laughs> when I finish that. Yes. And they made it really short too, because I don't have a lot of time in the morning. So mm. I have a really short practice. Yeah. And that's all right. <laughs> that's great. And you mentioned that you use journaling with the teachers that you work with. And I'm really curious how you do that. I feel like um, teachers have so much on their plates being a past teacher and um, not only just the workload, but even emotionally. And I'm curious how you use uh, journaling practices when you're working with groups of teachers as well. Yeah, well, um, there's two practices that I like to use. Um, and the practices you can use, even if you're not a teacher, right? They're sort of open-ended. Mm -hmm. um, but I, the thing about journaling is it helps you, uh, I think, it helps you get into sort of like the big picture yeah. and out of sort of the small weeds and forests. And teachers have a lot coming at them every day. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of us at work have a lot coming at us every day and um, need that that opportunity to step out of of those weeds to really see yeah. where, where am I heading again? Sort of like reorient themselves. And mm -hmm. so one of the practices I do is called uh, future student, now student. Okay. <laughs> so we draw, it, the, the drawing is very important. The stick uh. figures are very important in the journaling. <laughs> and we'll do, we'll do a little stick figure on one side of the page. Uh, I like to do it in landscapes, so kind of give ourselves space, but, mm -hmm. and I'll put a uh, future student underneath there okay. and I'll ask them, what are you imagining future student? Like really get that in picture in your mind. Mm -hmm. um, what are you imagining they can do? Or what do you imagine you'll see yeah. in that future student? Right. Uh -huh. They'll say all of these beautiful things that they wish their, their, their kids were doing. Yeah. Um, and then, I'll draw on the other side of the page, we'll draw a little stick figure and I'll say now student. Okay. And I'll say, okay, so in respect to those things, like if we're looking at writing or reading or whatever, sure. what are they doing now? And then they'll journal underneath about like, what, what do you see them doing now? Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times they're saying, what don't I see them doing now? But I'll say, okay, but what do you see them doing now? Okay. And we have to put those things down as well. And then we look at the two and one of the first things that we notice, and this is just so human, right, is that the future student is often this very perfectionistic fantasy uh -huh. about, right, that's, I know because I work with a really wide range of grade levels, sure. that oftentimes teachers are thinking this future student is like something that those kids will be able to do, but in like three years. Or two uh -huh. years, right? Right, right. That's not going to happen this year. So uh, we notice the distance between future student and now student, right? Mm -hmm. In a way that's gentle, right? Yeah. Like and 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 normalizing. Like that's that's fine. Yeah. And then we we sort of start to say, okay, but what would the steps be between? Like, what would the very next step toward that future student be from the now student? Right. So start sort of outlining those steps that the student would take and then what the teacher support would look like to help the student take those oh, steps. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So that's one, one practice I use. And then the other practice I use is one that I actually took from my writing life. Yeah. That I 
my teaching teaching life, um, and it's the four box okay. method. Mm-hmm. So in writing, if I'm stuck on a scene or I feel like it's stale or I don't, you know, I'm kind of wrestling with things, right. I will draw four boxes. Mm-hmm. And at the top of each box, I'll write something different every time. But usually I write something like, what did I see? What did I hear? Um, what did I feel? Whether whether it's uh, with my fingers, kind of tactile yes. or in my body. Right. Um, and then I have one that just says, draw a picture where I can't okay. use any of my senses, but yeah. I have to just sketch. Yeah. And um, that can just help you like shape up the narratives, yes. the, like sort of the language that you've been using for yourself um, and invite you to step into uh, sort of uh, a more creative way of looking at the moment. And you, mm-hmm. I often discover things I didn't realize or I didn't remember or I didn't know about that moment through using that method. So I just... Um... I just read Danny Shapiro's Still Writing. Oh, yeah. And um, I think, I don't know if this is a 10-year or what, but she added, um, I don't think this was in the first release. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, at the end, she has a, like a little retreat. And I thought, oh, this is exciting. You know, at the beginning of the book when she said that she was going to do that. And she has a couple of uh, short meditations, but one of the... Uh, practices, then she has you journal is the same thing. Oh, the really? four boxes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just playing with that last week and I, I don't know the writer. I don't know what the provenance is, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I think that's great to, um, I like how you took something like that, that you use in your writing life and then applied it for teachers to, to do that too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So, um, so when do you, you were saying like how you've come back to writing and um, you said, you know, you just do little short times. So for any of those um, listeners who are super busy, whether it's with their career or caretaking or raising kids or traveling or all of the above, (laughs) when do you find those pockets of time to um, show up and and, uh, do some writing, do some journaling? Oh my gosh. I am so glad that you asked this question, (laughs) right? So, you know, a lot of the women I know, like you just said, uh, time is a challenge, Right. And that's mm-hmm. part of what my book is about. It's about yes. re reimagining, reworking my relationship with time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I realized I had these in-between moments of my day. Yeah. Right. And they're all, you know, like going and picking up your kid and waiting in the car line or, you know, yeah. you're like, put the thing on for the dinner and now you're waiting for the pan to heat up, right? Uh Like these little moments, right? And of course we're all filling those moments with 17 other things, but these in-between times. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the first moment for me, if I'm trying to catch a moment in the morning, right? So not all of us are morning people and can get up at five in the morning and, you know, meditate or whatever. But after I plop down all the breakfast plates, including my own, 
I have my journal open next to my oh, breakfast. Cool. Um, and I have, these are the three things that I will journal about. Okay. And so because I have that structure, I don't have to kind of, like I said, like wonder what I'm going to sort of write about for the day. Mm-hmm. I, I, I reach inside myself and I don't take a long time and I try not to be perfectionistic about it, but I just choose a word for the day. I call oh, it word of the day. Okay. What's, what's the word I need today that's going to help me? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I write down three things I'm excited about, mm-hmm. looking forward to for the day. Yeah. And then I write about what's something that might trip me up today. Okay. I call it don't trip. What's something that might trip me up today? Okay. How how would a coach or a friend talk to me about how to not trip? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love this. So you do this at the breakfast yeah. breakfast table. So are your kids my kids are, are eating, yeah, finishing so you're their modeling. Yeah. yeah, so you're modeling this for them. Sometimes I'll ask them, I'll be you guys, like I'm trying to think of a word of the day. I'll involve them a little bit sometimes just so they know, right? I'm thinking about what I'm excited about today. What are you guys excited about today? And it just provides that extra connection sometimes in the morning. Sometimes I just keep it to myself. Yeah. Uh, Breakfast table journaling. You could like have a whole thing about this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because I think it's cool that you're modeling that for your family and even just the, the don't trip, you know, I think our kids, it's like they, we live in a culture of like, go, go, go and like do everything right. So I think that you modeling this for your kids too would be helpful for them to see that yeah, and to word it in how, what would a coach or a friend say to me? Because we're so hard on ourselves and to reframe it or to think and think of it in that way what would somebody else say to me you're probably a lot kinder than if you just thought about it in your mind like oh why did I do this or you know like next time I'll do it better but a coach or a friend wouldn't say that right so right I love that you're doing that you're doing this very cool yeah and then one of my experiments that I've tried uh, in the last <laughs> in the last few months has been um, how I end my days. Oh, nice! Yeah, I don't know about you or anybody listening to this, but I really have a hard time with the end of the day. Yeah. I feel so depleted, and mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of just um, stagger to the end of my days. I don't Uh feel as I have a lot of intention in the morning. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, whatever. And I just kind of flop into bed. (laughs) Um, And so I was just, I was struggling with like, how can I make the end of my days feel a little more intentional? Mm. Even backing into picking up the kids, bringing them home, You're that right. sort of after school time, mm-hmm. um, because I felt like that would be key to kind of setting, yeah. setting me up for that end of my day. And so I started setting these alarms on my phone. Oh, okay. 
And I set one for every hour mm-hmm. and I gave myself like a little, a little task to do in every hour that was like either a reflection task or like a, yeah. um, you know, like a message. Yeah. Um, so that I would remember the days were coming to a close, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of helping me bring that close to my day, have that closure to my day, yeah. remember that it was coming. And if there's any last things that I, you know, want to intended for the day to mm-hmm. kind of like see if I can bring those intentions to yeah. fruition. Um, so what's, so an, those, what's an example yeah. of something like when your alarm goes off, say after school? Yeah. What's it, so what's I, an example of a task or intention? Yeah. So, um, I have at four, I have an alarm that goes off at four and I call it four at four. Okay. And at four o'clock, I try to find four things. I try to find three things from the day I was grateful for. I call it three hugs and one UG and one thing. I love your title. (laughs) Oh, as well. (laughs) Um, that I can give myself some grace for, I can just hold, you know, a little bit. Um, That's great. And so whatever I'm doing at four o'clock, if I'm getting the snack for the kid or we're getting mm-hmm. our stuff together to go to piano lesson or uh-huh. we're, right, because four o'clock can be a lot of different things yes. in, in the world. Um, or maybe I just got home from work and I'm trying mm-hmm. to like check in with everybody about where they're at with their homework or, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it reminds me to stop mm-hmm. and sort of take stock and say okay day's almost done day's almost done and if I don't have my three gratitudes right then I still have time so I'm like okay keep right. looking because right. we're going to check back in about this later yeah um so that's that's one of them yeah oh I hope you put all these in your book and and <laughs> yes. all these examples because you know I've been trying to be more intentional over the last few years as well but you're right you know you do start out and think okay even like, here's my word for the day and here are my intentions. But you're right. Like about four o'clock you start, it's like, like you're starting to slump off and, and you're just trying to get through it. But what a great idea to set these alarms. And and I should say, I don't write those ones down. Sure. If I have them later or I have a notebook nearby, fine. But that's not, that time of day isn't for, for me. It's not a journaling time. But what a great idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it still brings you back to that reflection of just like stop quick. It's not like like you were saying before. It doesn't have to be this huge thing because I feel like a lot of us approach things and we think it has to be like, oh, this has to take two hours or I I have to do this or I have to should do that. But just to stop and think, okay, quick four at four you can do that and not even say it out loud or talk about it. You can just mentally note it. And I just feel like what a great way to rewire your brain to be more present and more intentional and to continue that as the day goes on. So that's a really great idea. You have, I hope you put that in your book. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm these well. are such great, great tips. I'm There's so lots more excited. experiments in there too. That's one. I love it. Yeah, this is going to be an awesome book. So I'm super excited for you. Um, 
Okay, so I'm curious too if you have any great uh, journaling advice that you've gotten or in doing these experiments, if you've seen something and thought, ooh, I'm going to try that. Um, do you remember any time where, and it could be even writing advice too. Yeah, I mean, my journaling advice is to... It, it, it's kind of life advice and then it kind of turns into to journaling advice, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's a teacher that I listen to. Um, I listen to her podcast a lot, uh, Brooke Castillo, and she oh, yeah. talks about how um, I don't know is a dream stealer. Mm. That's a great line. I don't know. A I great piece of advice, like just all succinct I don't know yeah. is a dream. And when I think about, there's two ways that relates to journaling, I think. The first one is, um, I don't know how to get started. I don't know, right? I don't know. Well, I have to, mm -hmm. you know, the sort of indecision of like, what kind of journal should it be? Or what should my practice be? Right? That's, Every day, every minute that we stay in that I don't know, right, yes. we're missing out on the benefits of whatever practice or goal that we want to start. Sure. And so, so moving past, moving through that I don't know mm -hmm. to action and taking action imperfectly, yeah. right, is mm -hmm. what's going to get us closer to the life that we want. So that is great advice. I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like Brooke Castillo. I, she's just no nonsense. She's like, here it is. And <laughs> I love listening to her. It's kind of like a kick in the pants when you listen to her podcast and you're like, Oh yeah. Like I really need to straighten up what I'm thinking in here because <laughs> she does. Yeah. Talk a lot yeah. About, um, yeah. And I do a lot of journaling too. That's sort of in, in line with her, mm -hmm. her teachings too, where I journal about my thoughts and how mm -hmm. that's creating the feelings and the results in my life yeah. um, on a daily basis also. So that's been really helpful. Yeah. Yes. So listeners check her out. If you, if you <laughs> want to learn more about how your thoughts sometimes, um, create feelings, create, and then action or non-action. And she explains it so well. And I, I love her message. And so she's a, another great podcast if you're interested in any of that. Um, so what about any breakthroughs that you've had with journaling, any insights or uh, things like that, that you remember? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. I'm trying to think, I mean, like I said, when I come down to the page, right, I'll, I'll often find truth. Mm -hmm. um, so I do a lot of sort of in the moment journaling when I've had sort of a, a negative, when I have some negative feelings, yeah, right? So yeah, an action with my kid that doesn't go the way I wish it had, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, and if I have a few minutes, I'll like put it on the page. Um, and often what I'll find is what we kind of talked about before, which is I'll uncover some ways that I'm 
talking to myself, mm-hmm. right? Thinking about myself that just don't serve, right? Don't serve me and don't align with mm-hmm. the person that I want to be, the person I want to come become, the relationship I want to have with myself, the relationship I want to have with mm-hmm. my kid or my spouse. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like, and then sometimes I shape, you know, I, sometimes I don't show this to anybody. And then sometimes I'm like, I think, I think there's something in here for readers, right? I think there's something yeah. in here. And so I recently started a Substack, which is like a newsletter or a right. blog, um, basically. Um, and a lot of the entries are start with journaling, <laughs> start with yeah. something that I'm writing about that's kind of niggling at me mm-hmm. in the moment <clears throat> and, and sort of the, the wisdom I've been able to uncover from, from taking the time to really stop and look at, look at that moment from a bunch of different angles. Right. It does help you look at things from a different perspective, even though it's coming from you when it's on the page, it's almost like it's a different perspective than just inside your head. And then it's like you can look at the truth of it on the page. And I've found so many breakthroughs as far as just like being more mindful and aware of how I'm thinking about things. And so I think um, with your journaling and then you then sharing some of that too with your readers or on Substack, which by the way, listeners will have a link to Marika's Substack in the show notes. So you can check those out. Um, But yeah, I love that you're sharing all of these um, new breakthroughs and experiments that you're trying and all of that through your writing on Substack and then eventually your book too. So this is great wisdom that you're sharing. All that came from writing or journaling. So thank you. my last question, do you have any tips or try this at homes for our audience that you think, give this a try and see what you think? Hmm. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess what I want to offer is, um, to maybe try to, to decide on one end of the day or one time of the day, right? So whether yeah. it's breakfast or whether it's like the four at four or maybe it's, yeah. you know, you're going to do some practice at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I think I think the thing is to commit to a time, right? right? And not perfectly, but just you know, right. sort of an alarm on your phone if you need it, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, I need it. Um, maybe even just for a week. Mm-hmm. And, and something that you want to reflect on at that moment, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's, you know, just a run through of, you know, where am I? Mm-hmm. Where am I physically? Where am I emotionally? Yeah. Where am I spiritually? at this moment or it could be right mm-hmm. the three three hugs and one ug 
yeah. <laughs> what's going on right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the invitation is really around time. Mm-hmm. Right? It's really around finding that time by just deciding and not saying, well, I don't know and I don't have to just find the time. Right. I decide, decide on time. And you can change it. You can mm-hmm. say, decide, that's not my time. It's going to be for the yeah. time. Um, but, but look for that time. And maybe it is an in-between time. Maybe it is when you're sitting in the car pickup line, right? Yes. Or maybe it is, you know, when you are waiting for the pan to warm up on the stove or mm-hmm. when everybody else is watching some show on Netflix you don't care about and you yeah. grab your journal so you can have that time. But, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, that's, Make that. that's wonderful. You, you deserve that time, right? Yes. Give yourself the gift of that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. And I think a lot of our listeners may feel overwhelmed and there's a lot going on and they are trying to get back in touch with themselves. And I like that you said, just decide a time, commit to that time. You know, it doesn't have to be a half an hour of writing and journaling. It can just be two minutes of jotting something down. And you know what I wanted to say about that is I resist. I resist short amounts of time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My brain tells me that's not enough. And I resist journaling because I tell myself this thought that, oh, I already know what I'm going to write. I know what I'm going to write. I'm going to write blah, blah, blah. Right. And I think I know. Uh Uh-huh. From personal experience, and I'm sure your listeners will probably remember some of these experiences, almost every time we come to the page, even if we think we know, Mm -hmm. we find something new. We find something. We discover something. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Either either something new in the ideas or just a shift in our, a new shift in our our feelings or our spirit in that moment. So... Mm -hmm. You know, I just would encourage them to acknowledge resistance and yes, follow through anyway to see what happens. Thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful advice. And before we sign off, is there anything else that you want to share or let our n- listeners know? Yeah. Um, if you, if some of these experiments sound, you know, interesting to to you, I really invite you to come to my website. I have a free, uh, a free gift. It's two experiments to try when life gets hard. Um, and there are two things that are fun and really easy to try, um, Mm -hmm. that really shift me in those moments when my brain is really resisting life or, you know, things are really getting challenging for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There are two things that I've tried that I wanted to be able to share with other people before the book comes out. So Mm -hmm. you can go to my website and and download those. Yes. And I will definitely have that in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can easily click on that and find Marika and get those free gifts try those experiments out. So thank you, Marika. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate your time and your wisdom and all that you've shared with our listeners. I think they will get a lot out of this episode. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for holding this space for, for this important practice. I think it's, it's really cool. Thank you.
Thanks so much for joining Marika and I today on the podcast. To connect with Marika, I will put all of her contact information, including those free gifts, in the show notes. I hope that you all go write your day into a beautiful story. Please remember to subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode and give us a five-star review. Those help so much just to create awareness if we get those great reviews and if you share them with others. So please do that. I would be so appreciative of that. If you want to get in touch with me, my um, website is jennifertraster.com. And until next time, I'm Jennifer Traster. Thank you for joining me. And remember, you have the power to write your own story and live it. Thank you.